And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the We Are Mead podcast. It was a, an action-packed weekend of football uh, throughout the county with uh, Junior D, Junior C, Junior B, uh, Junior, um, Intermediate and Senior quarterfinals all taking place. There was some ladies results on the weekend as well. Um, there was uh, club uh, fixtures and there was also Leinster club fixtures and we'll be running through those results now in a minute. I'm joined as always by Mr Kieran Flynn, the PR of the county board. We've got Brian Kelly from the Minor County board and we've got David um, uh, what's your second name again uh, David Rispin and uh, David Rispin is from Corton and that's <laughs> from the Rispin blog as always oh and uh, um, you know he's he is our junior expert which we will get to an intermediate yeah, yeah an intermediate expert as well um, just doesn't know much about the senior championship just, knows a just bit three out of four yeah, yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to our predictions later on but uh, <laughs> uh, lads it was a, a, a brilliant weekend of football and this We Are Mead podcast is absolutely packed with results and we're going to start with them first. We're going to go to the Leinster ladies because uh, um, it would only be right to the junior club. Leinster junior club, O'Matneys were taking on uh, Clongeen of Wexford. That was taking place today, wasn't it, Brian Kelly? Yeah, that took place in Paddy O'Brien Park today and I seen a few minutes of that on my way into Park Tolchin and O'Matneys were moving really well and putting a Superb performance. They did indeed, and they came away with the victory, two goals and 12 to Clongeens of Wexford, two goals and six. And that was a preliminary quarterfinal. They now go through to the quarterfinal. We don't know if we have the fixture for that just yet, Brian. Don't do have we? it hand yet. We'll have it for next week's podcast. We will indeed. And in the Leinster Intermediate Club, ladies uh, football, it was Dunamore Ashburn, four goals and 12 to St. Paul's of Leash, uh, four goals and eight in the preliminary quarterfinal as well. And that sees them through to the quarterfinal. And funnily enough, the next... Uh, result that I was going to give you is the intermediate uh, championship final from last Sunday evening. It was taking place while we were doing the podcast last Sunday evening. And of course, it was done in Ashburn at the third time of asking who got the victory there. Um, they beat uh, Royal Gales on a scoreline of two goals and ten to two goals and five in Dunshockland, I believe, uh, Brian Kelly. And eventually... Uh, uh, Dunamore Ashburn getting over the over the line, getting that uh, intermediate crown, and I suppose only fitting that Tom O'Connor had left the club when they did Yeah, and <laughs> the manager seen since this year and played his sister in goals. Uh, Avian Cleary was in superb form last week. She got player of the match from centre back, um, drove forward, contributed to a few scores, and was just immense for the hour of the game. Yeah, absolutely brilliant and well done to Dunham Ashburn. Of course, we're only getting a dig in there. Tom O'Connor, um, he's had a wonderful year 
uh, over there in uh, Carlinstown with St Michael's and uh, we wish him the best luck in the senior championship next year he did secure his senior status with the club and uh, he's doing a really good job and I'm sure he was out to celebrate with the girls as well after their victory Brian Oh, no better book. <laughs> no better book, that is for sure. We're going to move on now, and uh, there was one game taking place in the Mesita Senior Championship, and it was Simonson Gales taking on Boards Mill. I think that one was yesterday, and Simonson came away with the victory 2-14 to Boards Mill's two goals and three, and Simonson back uh, in a Senior Championship final. Yeah, a repeat of the 2018 semi-final. Simonson won that comfortably enough and repeated the trick yesterday. In all honesty, they're a good bit better than Boards Mill at the moment. They've probably uh, more young players coming through. Boards Mill have a few players with a bit more experience, but Summerhill have a huge amount of talent, or Simonson have a huge amount of talent coming through, and they're a superb team, and they'll be... Whoever comes through the semi-final tomorrow night in minority with Sanchston and Dunbine will have their hands full against Simonson because they got the monkey off their back last year, and they'll be going for two in a row this year. They will indeed, and I believe that final is next weekend, is that right? That final, I think, next Saturday. is Sunday, October Sunday. 6th in Ashburn. It is in Ashburn, and uh, as Brian already alluded to, Dunboyne and Centralstown take on uh, each other in the uh, second of the semi-finals. That game is tomorrow, Monday, in Minalty. And uh, uh, just a quick word on Centralstown as well, Brian Kelly. There was a couple of um, uh, playoff, playoff games, games during, the week. Yeah, during the week, and they won both of them to see themselves through to the semi-final. They beat Nafina in a trilling playoff on Tuesday night under floodlights in Dun- in Donor. And that meant they played, sorry, they beat Oldcastle on Tuesday night in Donor, which meant they played Nafina on Friday night in Minolte. It was a home game for Minolte, but naturally Nafina don't have lights and the only pitch they could get with lights was Minolte. It's a long way for, to travel for a home match and Sanchston beat them to qualify for for a semi-final against Dunbine, which will be played in Minolte on Monday night. Three Vic- games in six days, isn't it? Yeah, Vicky Wall is heading to Australia. I think, I'm not sure if she's around or not this week. She's going on trials for Aussie Rules. I'm just hoping if she's missing that she brings five or six more to team with her. Yeah, and, and best luck to Vicky Wall in her uh, trials over there in Australia. And, and she's uh, going on trials, not on trial. <laughs> she's not going on trial, but best luck to her in her trials over there in uh, Australia. And I suppose Dunboyne will be in, on trial tomorrow night against Centrestown in Minolte, as we said. We're going to move on now to the men's football. And uh, as we said, an action-packed weekend of football uh, between Junior T, Junior D, Junior C, Junior B, Junior A... Intermediate and uh, senior championship quarterfinals, and the first one I have down there is a junior D quarterfinal that was played on Wednesday in the home of football, uh, Courtown. It was Becht of two goals and seven against Longwoods, one goal and six, and that's all Becht of through to the semi-final, which was played in Ardcat yesterday, I believe. Brian Kelly was it? Uh, today at eleven. It was actually today at eleven o'clock, and uh, Becht of just. Uh, I suppose the, the the break was wasn't long enough for them. They ended up coming up a cropper to St. Column Kills on a scoreline of two nineteen to Bechtov's two points and a quite a convincing win for St. Column Kills. Yeah, that that short turnaround is tough for any footballer. It's probably even tougher at junior D level because you're not training to the same level as you would be for teams higher up the grades. And kills were a bit fresher, I think, today, and that proved to be the difference. That's an awful slight to make on a junior D footballer. But uh, anyway, it was St. Colm Kills who won that semi-final. And uh, the other semi-final uh, hasn't been played yet, has it, Brian? No, that got postponed. Uh, Dunbine are playing. I'm not sure who's, who Dunbine are playing. Yeah, Wolf Tones. That was called off. I'm not sure why not. Yeah, bereavement. Okay, and uh, that game will obviously be refixed for maybe during the week or next weekend. But that is the Junior D roundup. We're going to go on now to the Junior C. 
and uh, the quarterfinals were taking place this weekend. St. Dalton's three goals in 10, Dunsany four goals in 11, and that game after extra time. Um, I believe St. Dalton's were up by 10 points at one stage in this game, uh, uh, David Rispin, and uh, Dunsany come back, drew level, and uh, got the win in the end by four points. A, a good victory there for Dunsany, and I suppose um, our man here beside me as well will have, might have a word to say on that, but you being from the local parish, uh, your neighbours, yeah. unfortunate against uh, Dunsany. Yeah, it's very sad. Obviously, um, that the, the, you know they didn't get the win in the end. But I just need you to speak up a little. Sorry, they were ten points up at half time, as you mentioned, and uh, finished level. Obviously, went extra time, and um, there was a four point win in the end for Dunsany. I'd say Ulton's probably ran out of legs. They they had a couple of lads actually that played today for their first team because they had injuries and unavailabilities going into the Clan and Gale game. So I think two lads who lined out on, what was that, Wednesday or Thursday night mm-hmm. and played, started today for the Junior A's. So um, I suppose that was the benefit of maybe going out with the competition. But the rumour in Dunsany is that Kieran Flynn is, is going to make his long-awaited return in time for the semi-final. So I wonder, could you shed some light on that? Yes, I can shed light on that. Will you tell us? Please do. Uh, we don't talk about fixtures in advance of the game, so... <laughs> we're not talking about the fixture we're talking about the return of the Mac <laughs> no, well we don't talk about team news until the, the programme is done and you'll arrive there like the dubs there beforehand you'll see the team news no problem so it's much for the PRO like trying to <laughs> throw more publicity on games people go to watch that there'll be less people at the game now because they don't know if he's playing that'll, yeah. that'll probably be down as a final on the programme as well <laughs> oh, nice little no, dig there probably the grand final <laughs> <laughs> but it was Dunsany who came away with the victory there in the other quarter Finals Waterstown beat Clonagail in a scoreline of 310 to 211, a two point win for Waterstown, and then Dundery two goals in 12, Blackhall Gales two goals in five, and the quarter final between Beliver and St Paul's was postponed. Um, we're not sure when the fixture will be for that one. Uh, we're going to move on now to the Junior B quarter finals. We might run through these quite quickly actually, so we might. Um, <laughs> Kilbride. Kilbride, four goals in 18. Dumboyne, one goal in eight. Uh, big win there for Kilbride's first team. Bird's Mill, one goal in 12. St. Pat's, not six. Again, big win for the first team over a second team there. Rathoth, one goal in 11. Uh, Trim, one goal in seven. So Rathoth's second team getting the victory over Trim's second team there by four points. And then the final one was Slane, two goals in uh, 10 points. Simonstown, two goals in seven. And uh, um, that will see Slane pitted again against Rathout in uh, one of the semi-finals and the other semi-final we'll see Kilbride taking on Boards Mill and I suppose uh, Kieran Flynn uh, something that you speak about a lot is first teams playing against second teams and it kind of went with form um, you know the first teams getting the victories over the second teams there in the Junior B yeah, just if you if you look at the trends you will see that the majority of the results that first teams play second especially when you get to the quarter-finals because usually the second teams now are probably at their weakest because they've used the majority of the players for the first team. And then the first teams are only probably getting going and they're probably getting lads back and they're getting stronger. So invariably that's why the first teams win. But I think it's strong. Like the junior B, like those teams are going to be playing junior football next year. So they need the results. Like it, it does a lot more for the likes of Slane to be in a junior B final and win it than it would be for the likes of Simonson. Because there's only a few lads in that team that are finished, really, and they're only hanging on, kind of, because the under-40 season isn't long enough, really. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> um, it was one mistake in the programme. <laughs> Get over it. 
I hadn't mentioned the program. It was David Rispin. He, he was and just then, probing. Yeah. And, then, and then, and then he just comes in with a with a dig like it's that. Um, yeah, yeah though, look, her, well, we, it does. It, 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 that probably hurts as much as the loss to Slane today. No, in fairness to Slane, um, uh, you know they learn a lot from that game against Simonstown. We pushed them to the pin at our collar, and uh, they had answers for everything that we had. <clears throat> um, you know. It was a game that could have went either way, but I suppose the experience of those first team players shone through in the end, and uh, the, you could see that Slane, you know, just had a little bit more gumption about them today. I have to say, I'm managing that Simonson team as well as playing with them, and I have to say, um, the lads put in a huge effort, and uh, you know, the majority of the lads were there most of the year training, and uh, in the last maybe. Five weeks with the seniors going so well. We've had great numbers with the junior bees, and uh, I'm disappointed for them because they've been in a great effort today. But such is football, and uh, they are the results of that. So as I said, Slane Rathoton one semi final, Kilbride and Boards Mill in the other semi final, and uh, they will be two tasty semi finals in the junior B championship. We're going to move on now to the Chalknaterrick uh, Junior A championship results, and uh, the the next three, the Junior A, the C, Intermediate, and Senior. These are the ones we, we take an awful lot of notice on and we're going to go through the results from the Chocnaterrick. On Sunday, Beliver got over St. Vincent's on a scoreline of 2.13 to St. Vincent's 9 points. That game was played in Waterstown today. Um, on Sunday also in Kilmainham, it was Dunsany 2.11, Kells seconds uh, not 10. So a 7-point victory there for Dunsany and Kieran Flint punches the air here beside me. Uh, Dunsany... I was going for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed as usual. You missed. <laughs> I doubt he'd be going back in goals. Um, and then uh, on Sunday also in Sean Newman Park, it was Summerhill, one goal and nine. Myla, 14 points. A two-point victory there for the Myla men. And then in the last of the semi-finals, played in trim today, Sunday... Um, three goals and 15 to Clonagale, not 10 to St. Dalton's and um, oh, David Rispin punches the air there and uh, <laughs> um, uh, quite a convincing victory for Clonagale over St. Dalton's um, uh, who must be very, David Rispin must be very disappointed coming down from intermediate last yeah. year they would have had high hopes of getting to an intermediate final, semi-final at least. I suppose they steadied the ship and uh, they got good results but the performances were never really convincing I mean they never really convinced anyone that they were probably going to go and challenge for the championship I suppose the Beliver game was the real eye opener for them you know last round of the group just to tell them where they're exactly they're at and you know Beliver turned them over quite comprehensively on but that had, occasion but they had won the cup before the week beforehand uh, the Cornabonia wasn't it uh, who oh so Sidolton, Sidolton, sorry yeah, that yeah, yeah game, against it was Vincent. a nothing game yeah it was it was but I, I kind of Viewed it as a, I I, I understand what you're saying, yeah, but I, I thought I it was agree a good with you test. Too, that it, it's, yeah, it, it it's a it's a game that okay, and you've won that yeah. trophy the week beforehand. It's a nothing game really, yeah. but it's a chance to set a exactly. marker then going forward. Now, now, admittedly, they were missing five yeah. players today who would start on the team 100 yeah. for different reasons. Obviously, Key McBride is the one, but Massive one. Darren Mallon suspended. Um, uh, Galligan was injured. Uh, Luke O'Reilly was injured and they had another one. Can't even think off the top of my head. But in fairness, look, Clannagale ran out comprehensive winners, but it was probably a lot closer than that. After 40 minutes, it was 7-all. Yeah. And and the couple of goals made it put a gloss on it. But um, yeah, 
good and and just to mention we will be going into in-depth analysis of uh, all the junior games on our patreon service go on to the loyal royals podcast it's on patreon forward slash we are mead and you'll get interviews as well from dara griffin from the clonagail club uh, in the junior championship we're going to move on now the summer hill uh one nine and moila 14 points um a two-point victory there from Moila. And we're going to go back to our junior expert, um, uh, David Rispin. Two-point win for Moila. This yeah. is a game we spoke about last week. And I actually just thought that Summerhill, if they could get two goals in that game, they'd win it. Yeah. Funnily enough, if they got the second one, they would have been over the line. Well, it's gas you say that because I wasn't at this game, but I was talking to you know a clubmate of mine, Skipper Coyne, who was at it there this evening. It was in uh, Sean Newman and... They had two. They hit the crossbar twice in the last couple of minutes. Right. And at that stage, one one goal would have done it for them. But rattle the crossbar. Moila clung on. He made an interesting point about the pitch. He says the pitch wasn't great. It was, it was quite soggy and damp and everything. And he reckons it kind of suited Moila. Do you know the way they play? They yeah. play and they they just dug it out. You know, kind of vintage Moila. Um, not at their free flowing best by any means, but did enough to get the win. And they'll be delighted because Summerhill are a real bogey t- team. For me. Of all the second teams, Summerhill are always one of the more tricky yeah. ones to get over. Um, I've experienced, we played them a few years. The year we won it, they got a draw with us actually in Sean Newman and they should have bet us that day. They've they've a great pedigree and they've used something like 25 lads at senior. I mean, you're talking about their 26th player down. A down, yeah. Which, which is, is astonishing, really. It, it really yeah. is, to be fair. Um, so hard luck to them. Moyle go on and uh, I think they'll need to improve big time if they're, if they're going to get the better of... Um, Mr. Flynn's Dunsany. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just as you mentioned, Dunsany, we'll go to Kieran Flynn. Dunsany, 2-11, Kel seconds, uh, 10 points. And this must have been, a, I suppose, a bittersweet victory for you, you know, considering the connection you have with that Kells team and your father having taught having taught them all how to play football and how to use a stick and play hurling as well. And uh, 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 But uh, delighted for your own club, Dunsany. As I said before, he taught all the good lads how to play football. Don't forget that. It's the good lads. Uh, yeah, don't say any... Uh, they didn't play great now, to be honest. And I know you're going to slate me now for this in a second. But overall, they deserved the win. But there was a lot of lads probably didn't play as well as they could have. Gail Colm McHale probably could say the same. There was a red card. There was black cards. There was Christmas cards. There was all sorts of cards. And it was <laughs> it was an exciting enough game at times. But uh, it was a job done maybe for don't say any. That's yeah. all you can say, really. Absolutely. At this moment in time. And uh, you caught up with Alan Kelly after that game. And uh, again, to hear the in-depth analysis of that game and the interview with Alan Kelly, head on over to our Loyal Royal Service. Sign up there for less than the price of a pint in a, in a, uh, a fancy establishment around Mead. You can get uh, the extra podcasts. Last week we had five extra podcasts, four extra podcasts. We did five podcasts in total last week. And as I said, for that $5, you can get the three or four extra podcasts every week and uh, you can get those uh, the extra analysis and the interviews that we get after the games and, and for everybody that has signed up so far we want to thank yous yous are uh, making it possible for us to give yous all these extra podcasts and uh, fair play to you because we love me just as much as you do. And the last of the quarterfinals uh, that we mentioned already, Beliver 2-13, St. Vincent's 9 points. And Brian Kelly, looking at that, St. Vincent's last year's beaten finalists going out in a bit of a whimper against, what has to be said, a good Beliver side. Yeah, it's probably a Beliver side when they get them all out that they're, they're more than able to hold their own at intermediate level. They found themselves a junior. It's a difficult balance act there. The fellas playing with Harlan with Kildaki and that as well. And 
few with Kaline and it's very hard to get that balance night. They have it this year and they'll really give that junior a real crack. They thought they had it last year and they slipped up and they'll be making they'll be doubly sure not to slip up this year. If they are beaten this year, they'll be beaten by an excellent team. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever beats Beliver will go a long way to winning that uh, Chocnaterric Junior Championship. And just uh, to let you know, Beliver will now face Clan Nagale in, uh, in, in, in a semi-final, which is a tasty, tasty affair. And Dunsany will take on Moila uh, in the second of the semi-finals. And those games will be played in two weeks' times and or two weeks' time. And uh, looking at those, David Rispin, mm. Beliver um, uh, and Clan Nagale, Dunsany and Moila, you know, uh, at this stage of the junior championship, uh, there are four tasty teams to have meeting each other um, in in the semi-finals. They are, yeah. They're the four teams. In fairness, you can't really argue with it. I think they're the best teams left in the championship on form. You have to say, the Beliver and Clannagail game is a really interesting That's one. Be class. That's a derby, obviously, and yeah. in Beliver are favourites for the championship, rightfully so. But I think Clannagail relish the. You know the Under opportunity, dogs. and and it was Daryl Griffin I spoke to after the game today, and uh, he's he's really looking forward to that game. I think he's he's going to be up for it, and so are they. Incidentally, there's a good story about um he's actually booked a holiday. You'll hear all in the interview, but uh, it's it's a really good uh, good listen. So here here hear here's story, conundrum. If you want to hear that story again, we'll say it again. Head over to the Loyal Royals. Um, we're going to move on now to the Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship quarterfinals taking place on the weekend. One on Saturday, that was Trim uh, versus Dulik Bellustin. This was taking place... Oh, sorry, before we go on, we better just have a look at uh, our predictions from last week. Um, and uh, Belivers v St. Vincent's. Um, David Rispin, you went for Beliver. I went for St. Vincent's. Kieran Flynn and Brian Kelly went for a draw. They were both wrong. I was wrong. And you were right. Um, and Dunsany uh, and Gail Collum kill... Uh, you went for Dunsany, I went for Dunsany, and uh, uh, Kieran Flynn went for a draw. What do you mean? <laughs> with his own club. And Brian Kelly Ima- went for- Imagine somebody at this podcast not tipping their own club. <laughs> What's the world coming to that? Yeah, there is Brian- previous. Yeah, uh, Brian-, Brian Kelly went for a draw as well. So both of us not. Like no, no, tipped no. the Ultons, did he? His own club. You know? No, I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> in the Summerhill and Moila game uh, you had gone for Moila I went for Summerhill as we said I was very close to being right had yeah, uh, one of them good. gone underneath the crossbar I did say that I think Summerhill will need two goals to win that game and they were one lucky <laughs> well the second one would have done them because yeah. uh, they had one already um, and Kira Flynn and Brian Kelly went for a draw on that one as well I don't know they went mad in the draws last week but anyways um, and uh, you were right with the Moila win Clonagale v St Dalton's and uh, both of us went for a Clonagale win and the two boys went for draws so in fairness to you it has to be given to you. You are the junior champion. You you are the junior champion um, uh, prediction king because you got all four in the junior championship right, David Rispin. Well done. Yeah, just for the record, um, we can't let this pass. This this indecent this the way the way the way Brian and I have been treated so far in this podcast. People know that I don't sit in the fence and I don't do draws. Yet somehow I've done four draws. That's you let the, here last week let, the rec- here, let the record speak. <laughs> yeah, just for our listeners, uh, 
the, the way it works is Kieran Flynn and Brian Kelly, they, did, they weren't here for the junior championship uh, uh, predictions last week. So by default, it's just the way the computer works. It's the same as the way the tables work. The computer says no. It's, it's, the computer says no. it's the same way as the tables work in the mead in the mead championship. It will go by score. It goes by score difference on the on the championship table. But that's not the way the rules work. So it's not. I'm wrong all by myself often enough. I don't need you giving me wrong answers. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, you are the junior champion uh, uh, of of predictions of the world. Yeah, yeah thanks, yeah. Mickey. You, you did get a junior championship yourself this year, so you did. You got yeah. all the predictions yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You just wouldn't be a team player and get one for your club. <laughs> no, I, I have one already. <laughs> okay, we're gonna <laughs> one is ah look. You're, if you were in Kerry, they'd laugh at you. Um, we're gonna move on now to the Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship quarterfinals. As I said, Trim uh, and Dulik Belgistown were playing in Simonstown on Saturday and Trim came away with the victory here 16 points to 15 um, on Sunday in Trim it was Nobber taking on Waterstown and Nobber came away with the victory 1 goal and 12 to Waterstown 13 points uh, also on Sunday in Ballinlock it was Dundry or Dundry uh, 2 goals and 7 Oldcastle 2 goals and 12 2 big hitters there in the Intermediate Championship and 1 had to come away with the victory it was Oldcastle and then on Sunday in Park Tolchin Mead Hill 1 goal and 11 Castletown with that remarkable run still going one goal and 14 and uh, a great victory for them uh, again we may as well go over to our intermediate um, uh, expert and that's David Rispin um, brilliant weekend of championship in the uh, Mead Potato Intermediate uh, Championship quarter finals and they were all hard games to call mm. and in fairness there wasn't a lot between the teams in the end in any of the games no, I think, um, am I right in saying three? Five points was the most between Oldcastle and Dundry. Yeah, and then three, and then two, and then one. So yeah. it kind of works its way down. But yeah, 100%. There was nothing in any of them games. I was fortunate enough to get to two of them. I was at the Trim and Delete game, and I was at the um, Nobber and Waterstown game today. Both of which, you know, there was a kick of the ball in, and at various stages, that them games ebbed and flowed. Like, for example, today, between Nobber and Waterstown, uh, Waterstown were two points up with 15 minutes to go, ended up losing by two, but, you know, could have went either way. Yesterday was the same with Trim and Delique Bellustown. Delique were a point up, um, you know, or two points up, rather, with 10 minutes to go, and Trim rattled off three in a row and managed to just cling on towards the end. It was a great, great weekend for intermediate football. I mean... The, the thing that's that's bringing these games so close is that everybody is so evenly matched yeah. that it's that it's making for a hugely entertaining championship. There's nothing worse than seeing a one-sided championship where there's hammerings every single week. In the intermediate, we're fortunate that we, we haven't really had that at all this year in any of the games, whether that's group or knockout, which is brilliant. And it's 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 only going to be good news for, for me, GA, going forward. Yeah, and we, we managed to get um, four interviews um, from... Uh, sorry, three interviews from the intermediate championship. We got Jordan Morris from Nobber. We got Aaron and Dara Lynch from Trim. And we got Kevin Ross from Castletown. And again, head on over to the Loyal Royals podcast on Patreon uh, forward slash We Are Mead, and you'll get all the in-depth analysis and those um, interviews looking down at it as well the semi-finals what cracking semi-finals Castletown who got over one uh, uh, local derby against Mead Hill now have set up an even closer one they, they've set up the, uh, uh, like the derby of all derbies Castletown and Nobber in a semi-final that's going to be brilliant and I suppose I Old Castle upset the pie yeah. so they did because they've ruined the chance of Trim and Dundery local derby in the semi-final but it is going to be Trim and Old Castle meeting in that second semi-final and you know it's it, it like 
two cracking semi-finals yeah, like after four cracking quarter-finals. Exactly. The Nobber and Castleown game is mad because Rusty Tiernan was over Nobber for the last two years so he left him last the year. Rusty at the Rusty Tiernan derby. Yeah, and, and Quayler, <laughs> Joe Quayle as well, I think. He, he goes everywhere with Rusty and it was something that you'll hear in Jordy Morris's interview um, on the Patreon after the Nobber game this evening. You know, is that they, they have huge respect for Rusty in, in Nobber and he was saying that he'll obviously know them inside out and upside down but... Uh, it's it's a great story. It's a great backdrop to an already kind of fascinating pairing. The other games yeah. a little bit. I I would have loved to have seen Trim and Dundry. And actually, I I was talking to a couple of the Trim lads last night, um, having a few socials, and they would have liked to play Dundry. You know, and obviously a derby in a semi final of an intermediate. Why wouldn't you? But it, look at Old Castle are um are a savage outfit, and I think that'll make for a great great game as well. That is going to make for a great game. And Trim out of this senior championship hurling as well. Mm. Um, you know if it. It, it, all their sole focus now uh, is going to be on that semi-final last year this time last year Trim were focusing on on, on a hurling mm. uh, senior hurling championship final they don't have an, a, a distraction of that silly game now this time David <laughs> 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 I know in fairness to Trim they've been absolutely brilliant all year between hurling and football and that is going to make for a cracking semi-final and uh, again those semi-finals will take place in two weeks time and best of luck to uh, Castleton, Knobber and Old Castle and Trim it's going to be absolutely brilliant and uh, we'll be previewing them on next week's podcast the same as uh, the Chocolate Terrell Junior Championship and also the Fairy Hill Steel Senior Championship semi-finals which is a seamless link into the quarter-finals and uh, they took place uh, this weekend on Friday night it was Simonstown versus Dunshockland this game was played in Dunhamore Ashburn um, and it was Simonstown who came with the victory 3 goals and 11 to Dunshockland's 11 points Kells and uh, Gail Column Kills uh, uh, got over Dunmore Ashburn on Saturday. It was one twelve to Dunmore Ashburn's ten points. Summerhill uh, got over Nafina also on Saturday. A nice local derby there, and Summerhill with the bragging rights three goals and nineteen to Nafina's one goal and eleven. Quite a comprehensive victory there for the lads from Summerhill. And in the final quarter final, which was played today in Park Tolchin, again another uh, comprehensive victory in a quarter final, which is. Kind of been the the story of the um of the quarterfinals in the senior championship. We're told four sixteen screen one goal and six in that local derby. And uh, oh, David Rispin, I suppose, mm. um, when you look down at them, all of the all of the quarterfinals in the senior championship were comprehensive wins on scoreline. Mm. You know, yeah, I, I suppose you have to maybe not just scoreline they were pretty comprehensive wins as a whole really yeah. um, I know Dunshockland were a couple of points up at half time but realistically they never showed second half at all played a, they played with a, um, a gale force yeah. win in the first half and went in two points up and maybe yeah. thought you know if we sit back we might be able to catch Simon in the counter attack it, it took them 15 or 20 minutes to get a score in the second half and yeah. win or no win that's that's just not good enough really and it's not going to wash at, at this level of a senior championship um, the Summerhill one again I, was, I got to the first half of this before I went to the trim game I was happy enough leaving at half time because it was game over to be honest with you um, Summerhill playing uh, against the Breeze first half for I think five six points up at half time really comfortable and then obviously the, the games you've seen today I mean through a talk game the lads yeah. will talk about that was that was just that was a landslide win really I was just going to say Brian Kelly um, you know uh, Kells the lowest victory in the quarterfinals was Kells over Dunham Ashburn should they be worried they only won by five points no <laughs> No, to be fair, like they were a lot better than Dunhamore Ashburn. Dunhamore Ashburn's forwards never clicked on the day. The Kells defence shut them out. And if it wasn't for Andy Colgan coming up kicking freeze, 
Dunmore would have really troubled us. He scored five, tr- didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, in fairness, he kicked a couple in round one against Summerhill. Very good. It's been something he's been excellent at all year and it's something that maybe could be a weapon at county level going forward. Yeah, you were saying that last week and uh, he did. He's... In fairness to him, he's had a wonderful year for for Dunhamar Ashburn and especially on the scoring front. Um, but Kells, convincing five point victory, and then Rathoton screen. You were at that one today as well, and again four sixteen to one six. It's three ten. It's a nineteen point victory in a quarter final for Rathoton. And Rathoton, you know, um, the great pretenders for the last few years, but looks like they've clicked. Yeah, and the funny thing is, Rathoton actually weren't that impressive today. Which just says a lot about where Screen were on the day. Yeah. Screen were missing three or four players as well. Paddy O'Rourke. Paddy O'Rourke, which is a big loss. Yeah. But like this Screen have still a lot of lads who've played minor under 20 and, and been on the fringes of the mid senior panel. They should still be a lot better than 1 6 in the county quarter final, even without Paddy. Yeah, absolutely. It just it never happened for them at all. And I thought like, like, this was a game that we looked at last week in the senior championship when we says this is going to be a hard one to call. And in fairness, when we look down at the predictions, yourself and Davy Rispin um, and uh, Kieran Flynn, you all went for a draw in the uh, Rathote screen game. Um, when speaking about it, I did say, I did say, you know, this is a hard one to call. Um, and I did think that. Um, uh, Campo, I thought that Dar Campion was was going to show up and uh, on the big stage, and and he was just stopped today. Rotot had their homework done. Um, I did pick Rotot to win the game. You went for draws, which I thought was a bit mad. But uh, um, I suppose you picked it. You picked it on the. On Tell us what you really think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look. Um, oh, you didn't go to the intermediate. Compre- I'm going to I'm going to go to the intermediate now in a minute. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm coming back to it. Um, but look, <laughs> um, <laughs> comprehensive, comprehensive win for a tote. Yeah, they'd be very happy. They had serious web artillery to come off the bench. Dahi McGowan, come on. Luke New, come on. Like not many teams of that. Connell Hearn, come on. Very few teams of that quality to come off yeah. the bench. As I touched on in the interview with Shane Duffy, which you'll hear on the Patreon service. They pro- possibly have the greatest amount of depth of any of the teams left in the championship, but the hardest part is figuring out who to actually play. Yeah, and that is uh, that is a conundrum that uh, their manager is going to have for the semi-final, which will see them pitted against Kells. Uh, uh, Gail Colum Kill of Kells will be playing against Rathout in two weeks' time, and Simonstown will take on Summerhill in a repeat of the 2017 Senior Championship final. And they, um, they look like two great semi-finals that we're going to have in fairness to all four teams that won comprehensively in their quarter-finals so we'll be expecting a lot from all four of them in uh, the semi-final spots we did manage to catch up with Sean Tobin after the Simonstown and Chocolate vic- uh, Simonstown's victory over Dunshockland uh, also with Con Klusky a selector with the Kells Oh, sorry, yeah, what am I on about? Uh, Con Cleary, um, selector with the Gail Column Kill team after their victory over Dunham or Ashburn. We also got Declan McCabe, the manager of the Summer Hill uh, 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 team that beat Nafina, and also the goalkeeper from Rateau, Shane Duffy, the Monaghan man, the Maharakloon men, um, who, uh, Brian Kelly, he has, uh, Maharakloon have had a tough year, and it'd be only right just to mention that they've had a tough year, but they're true to the intermediate championship final. Yeah, they won the intermediate semi-final today by a few points. Shane won a senior championship with them in two thousand and four, and when I was interviewing him, he was at, he was hoping I'd check the Twitter for the update because he still has a keen interest. And ah, of course, he does, I'm sure it? if the semi-final and the Monaghan final don't clash. 
he'll be down supporting his old teammates in the Monaghan Intermediate he Football Championship final. indeed, definitely. And Shane Duffy, pure gentleman, um, delighted for him and the Rato team getting through to the semi-final. And that's enough about Monaghan football. Um, <laughs> we're going to uh, uh, just look back at our predictions from uh, the intermediate games from last week in between Nobber and Waterstown. Myself and, um, or no, sorry, David Rispin and Brian Hughes went for Nobber. I went for Waterstown and uh, Kieran Flynn went for a draw. So the both of you over there get uh, a point each for that. Trim and Delique Belliestown, myself and David Rispin went for Trim. Um, Brian Kelly went for Delique Belliestown and Kieran Flynn went for a draw. And uh, so myself and David Rispin are right. Um, and Dundery and Oldcastle, um, myself and David Rispin again in cahoots. We went for Oldcastle. Brian Kelly went for Dundry and Jesus Kieran Flynn went for a draw again. And uh, uh, in the Mead Hill Castletown game, so myself and yourself were right with Old Castle. Mead Hill Castletown, both myself and David Rispin again went for Castletown. Uh, uh, Brian Kelly went for Mead Hill and uh, Kieran Flynn went for a draw. So uh, we, we ended up with. Uh, David Rispin is the intermediate championship this week, or inter- intermediate champion this week, with four out of four. Brian Kelly, you got one, I got three, and uh, we're going to give uh, we're going to give uh, Kieran Flynn one. I so we are. <laughs> it's not often somebody in the car on top is the intermediate champion. Yeah, well, look, you know, um, <laughs> maybe maybe it's a sign of things to come. Yeah. Uh, and in the senior. In the senior, <laughs> in the senior, oh, it's getting Long feisty. <laughs> it's getting feisty. We may have to postpone this and like just have a bit of row out in the garden. Yeah. Just get the <laughs> the white collar boxing out in the garden. Um, we're going to move on. Are you, the, are you going to up, are you going to umpire from your fence? Yeah, we're going to, we're, <laughs> from the draw. It'll be a draw that fight if he's refereeing. Um, in the senior championship uh, predictions, uh, Kells Dunamore Ashburn. Uh, we all went for a Kells win. In the Summerhill Nafina game, we all went for a Summerhill win. In the Simonstown and Jockland game, we all went for a Simonstown win. And uh, in the Rathout screen game, the three of you went for a draw, and I went for Rathout, and uh, I got four out of four in the senior championship, which makes me the senior champion for two thousand and nineteen. Um, uh, I'm taking it. I'm taking it now. I'm taking it now. I'm taking the accolade now. But uh, that I finished up with nine out of twelve. Brian Kelly, you finished up with four out of twelve. Four out of eight. Four out of twelve. Four out of eight. Four out of twelve. Continue. And gone, David Rispin, David Rispin, in fairness to David Rispin, he ended up with eleven out of twelve, right? And uh, uh, we have to say well done to him on uh, his predictions. Uh, would have been a nice little accumulator if you had done it, but we won't mention the accumulator that you did do. Lads, that is a roundup of all football from the weekend um, throughout the ladies and the men's. Um, what a weekend of quarterfinals we've had. We had no draws, so we didn't in, uh, in any of the games, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> since Kieran Flynn. Um, and uh, we have some serious semi-finals to look forward to. Um, have we any other business from the county board, Mr. Mr. Uh, Kieran Flynn. I want to go home. <laughs> now the draw, we're just on the scissors at the Royal High Street. Oh, let let Davy Rispin do it. Come on, because yeah, uh, I suppose I was there. You know, Davy Rispin. Yeah, well, um, whoever put them on at the same time as the senior championship was a great idea. Oh, put it back to Glenway. Davy Rispin. Um, I suppose. Kieran Flynn has mentioned it the house draw and congratulations to Ronan Gogan from Dunchocklin again and to who the lady who sold it yeah, Maria sold, Delaney Maria yeah. Delaney yeah, sold she's, the winning she's on ticket a roll now, so. and sold the winning ticket for the first house they're going to be queuing up now for the third draw in Maria's house give me a ticket you know because they're obviously on for the hat trick now with 
I wonder what odds she'd get on uh, Marie Delaney selling the winning <laughs> ticket for the for the house draw. She must be selling. She must be selling some amount of tickets. In fairness, look at uh, it's it's brilliant. And again, he's he's a football man, and it's uh, he's obviously played. He was on part of that three in a row winning team back in the early noughties and that. But um, it's good to see people like that win. It. And you know, Paddy was a was a great winner as well in the first one and it was a it was a good event really well done by by the lads Seamus and uh, John Kavanagh and everyone else Jim Mullery Jason Plunkett they were all really really good set up in the shopping centre good crowd there as well Sean Boylan pulling out the win ticket Colm O'Rourke was there uh, Ronan McKenna our sales director in Glen Vey as well so it was a really good event and look we weren't too late for the football that, uh, in, in Navan we all went straight up there after so we didn't miss too much yeah well done to Ronan Gogan and well done to Marie Delaney and well done to the county board and a very successful um, second house draw the third house draw will be coming up later in the year Brian Kelly have you anything else from the minor county board or for uh, two minor hurling championship semi or finals look forward to next weekend the division two final on Saturday with Kiltail and Dunboyne and the division one final on Sunday between Trim and Tote or the curtain raisers to the intermediate and senior hurling championship finals respectively if you're going to the hurling get in early Future Mead Harlan is on display and there's some fabulous hurlers going to be taking to the field in the minor games next Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, we want to uh, just note that uh, Mead have had uh, four players nominated for... Um, uh, for All-Stars. All-Stars. And Brian Kelly, you'll be able to fill me in on them. Yeah, the first bit of good news came earlier in the week with Monica McGurk getting nominated in goals for the ladies, ladies team she's one of three nominees and has to be in with a great chance and then on early Friday morning the news broke that Donald Keoghan and Connor McGill were nominated in defence for the men's all-stars and Brian Menton at midfield so that event is on I think the first Friday in November in the convention centre in Dublin and hope best luck to the three lads it's a great honour to be nominated and hopefully at least one of the three will be on stage on the night picking up an all-star award yeah it'd be fantastic if uh, if they were and it just shows you how far me have come in uh, the in the last couple of years when uh, when we can be proud of the fact that we have four nominations for the all-stars this year and long may continue and hopefully next year maybe we'll have a few more we might get to a uh, we won't put pressure on them. I was going to say an All-Ireland final or whatever, but uh, wouldn't it be great to see uh, uh, Mead having 12 or 13 nominations on uh, the, the All-Star Awards at the end of the year? I think that's it for this week, and don't forget, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.